Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, and with me once again is... Sebastian Ball. Welcome back, my friend. Oh, it's great to be back, Joey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and thank you for for being back. And I almost forgot how to do the intro there. I was like, uh, how do I say this again? Because it's been two months. Both of us have been killing it with huge schedules, 60 to 80 hour range, you know? (laughs) For me, probably 60 to 70. It sounds like you're working almost 80, gosh, sometimes. Yeah, some weeks actually do hit 80. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm hoping I won't get to that point, but you never know because work just keeps picking up. The Minnesota Vikings, well, we're getting back to work here. Back on Purple Mafia. Luckily, not too much has happened since the last show other than the draft, which will be the main focus of the show. We're a bit late getting to it because obviously we've been very, very busy and all that good stuff. Tough to do a show when you're too tired to do it. Probably the quality won't be too hot. And of course, when you're not even home to do it, that's just a, another thing. So again, we do apologize, both of us. Uh, mostly me, of course, for being just too damn slow about it. <laughs> uh, Minnesota Vikings did address the quarterback position. That will be the feature presentation of this show for so many damn reasons. We need a quarterback so bad to run this team. We've needed a quarterback since 1978, pretty much, with a few exceptions here and there. Um, but... <laughs> Well, first and foremost, let's start off with the the linebacker we took before that because linebacker is a, it was almost a bigger need than quarterback, depending on how you feel about Matt Castle. Um, Anthony Barr out of UCLA, interesting choice. I'm certainly not against it. Um, a very versatile player, lots of athleticism. What do you think, Sebastian? Yeah, it's an interesting pick considering he's only been on defense for about two years, but you look at how agile and flexible he is for only being back there for two years he's a big guy who can play uh both ways on the ball so it's definitely interesting to see it's gonna be fun um and obviously we have a very creative uh, defensive head coach in mike zimmer and of course an understudy for a defensive coordinator as well um who knows we may see some three fours four three who knows i mean with a guy like this you can be versatile like that and i like that yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting. I kind of hope that we don't go to the 3-4, kind of, just because the Bears and the Vikings are the only two NFL teams to never go to the 3-4, not once. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we never have, have we? No. It's crazy, yeah, because I was always wondering, like, wait a minute, have we ever done that? And it's like, huh, no, we haven't. <laughs> it's pretty bizarre. Yeah, then again, I guess it's kind of cool. I guess let's just hang on to tradition as is. I mean, 4-3, why not have four defensive linemen? It's did the Vikings pretty well 
in the past for many, many years. Minnesota Vikings obviously known for defensive line for multiple generations. And uh, I guess let's try to keep that going as best we can. Uh, other than that, I mean, hey, I'm really happy we get the need filled. Hoping for the best here, obviously. Certainly not a guaranteed star of any kind, yet at the same time, the potential is there. And that's pretty much all you can ask for in the draft is hoping for the best because there's no such thing as a guarantee in any draft. Well, yeah, look at Ryan Leaf for that. But, no, I think the uh, <laughs> the best thing that about Barr can do is he can be a spy. He's fast enough. He used to be a running back. He can mm-hmm. run down the quarterback who's agile. I know we play Cam Newton, Geno Smith, or Michael Vick this year. We face agile quarterbacks short of Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, for instance, he likes to step up, step out, and maneuver. We need someone who can be a spy to go get him and yeah. or step back in coverage when he's just actually going to sit in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Anthony Barr can do that. Remember, he also used to be a running back, like I said, so he also mm-hmm. has the hands. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I mean, he may very well end up being, like, the perfect fit for this franchise, especially, I mean, we need <laughs> – with all the great quarterbacks in this division, I mean, that's the that's the best thing you could do is get a spy here, especially obviously losing Jared Allen. I mean, the stack numbers will be down in in that sense, but hopefully a replacement, at least in the pass rush, out of Anthony Barr, hopefully, obviously, as well, can get running backs in the backfield as well. That would be terrific to see some tackles for loss in that sense. Very excited about Anthony Barr, actually. I mean, I, I wasn't against it in any way. Uh, a lot of us were kind of excited about, oh, my God, everybody was smiling, thinking, oh, my God, you, Johnny Menzel's still there? The Vikings are going to take Johnny Menzel, aren't they? Oh, my God. You know, everybody's kind of smiley about it, thinking. I, w- I was jumping back and forth on it, like, oh, boy, Johnny Menzel, you know, boy, like we talked about on the last episode back in 1980. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, sorry. But, no, it was uh, just like, obviously, he's a gamer. He's crazy. He's but he's certainly got a chance to be something in this league. Yet at the same time, all the other garbage, we've heard uh, a lot of it already. Rolling up the dollar bill, all that good stuff. Slipping to the Cleveland Browns, which may be this, the home of LeBron James and Kevin Love in the next couple of days here. You never know. Uh, huh. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, I'm not too down on the Vikings not taking Johnny Menzel at the time. I was a little bit like, Hmm, I, I hope we didn't miss out on something, but like I predicted, I you even talked about it. Why do I have a feeling the Vikings are going to trade up for somebody in the <laughs> late in the first round? It's a three piece, Sebastian. It's a three piece. Yeah. Three- you definitely called it. No, I was listening back to the other show. Uh, I believe it was last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. And you really called it. You said, watch, we're going to trade back in, but you also said that it would be pointless. But I think at this time, with Houston picking next and then picking Jadavion Clowney. It was just the perfect choice. Seattle didn't need their pick, and it might work out for us. This could end up being really awesome. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and obviously they certainly didn't need a quarterback because they obviously, you know, they obviously are pretty good at that position for the time being. Hopefully the Minnesota Vikings will be saying that for the uh, long-term future as well as the short-term. A guy that... I called water under the bridge. <laughs> a guy that I <laughs> didn't talk positively about the entire last show, and I kind of feel a little bad about it. I didn't do as much research on him that I should have. I kind of figured the Vikings weren't going to take him, and a lot of the footage that I did see, I didn't like. And then I will see, and then I see other videos. I get to 
<laughs> I start paying attention more and more to what he's what he was all about in Louisville. I, I love their basketball program, but as for football, I'm not as much into it. We'll say, uh, at least that at least that school. But um, Teddy Bridgewater, I definitely apologize to the listeners. I apologize to Teddy Bridgewater if he ever were to figure, hey, let's see if there's any Minnesota Vikings podcasts out there. Let's see what they're like for the heck of it. If he happened to hear all that water under the bridge conversation, I apologize. Vikings, of course, trade up with Seattle for the very final pick in the first round to take hmm, Teddy Bridgewater. And all my negativity is water under the bridge, at least for the time being. A better arm than I expected. More mobility than I saw in certain videos, but apparently not others when I started watching other videos. Well, I think that's one thing with Teddy Bridgewater, too, is he's, his NFL comparison is Aaron Rodgers, which is mm-hmm. ironic because mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, if you look at the game film, he likes to step up in the pocket. He doesn't roll out like Ponder. Ponder, he sees one guy coming, he's about to crap himself and sit down. Bridgewater steps up, mo- moves around, and if he's got to run, he can run. Uh, we all saw the training camp film of or mini camp when he rolled out of the pocket and threw it about 45 yards to Jennings perfectly in the end zone. By the way, bravo if you are listening, mm. Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. But that's something we need to see. That's extremely impressive. I mean, that shows not a decent arm, but a very, very good arm. And I mean, I, and as you said, all that ability to step up in the pocket. A guy with some guts. Yeah, uh, it, it would be kind of interesting to see him step up in the pocket and here comes Jared, but you never know. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. Yeah, yeah, I hope that doesn't. I hope it doesn't come to that. Maybe, uh, maybe our offensive lineman that we took later in the draft, or obviously the current starters, Mister Lodeholt. Damn it, no, <laughs> no. But uh, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't help it. He no, he did have a better year last year than the previous year, but I'll leave that alone for the time being. I'm very, yeah, I'm quietly optimistic. Quietly, I'm not like beaming all over Facebook and Twitter and all that about it. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, shoot, why not have, why not be excited? Obviously, I mean, how how can I not be at least optimistic? This guy has a chance to be pretty damn good, doesn't he? Oh, definitely. And, you know, he's coming into a system that's already built, kind of, except for the defensive side. You know, we had the 14th best offense. 15th best offense in the league last year. And I mean, I'm excited about with the op- opportunity to play with Adrian Peterson. I don't think many people get that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, obviously, as long as Adrian's still here at the time being, um, Teddy Bridgewater, we'll see. We'll see when he gets his first NFL action. Obviously, Matt Castle, currently what you would call the starter, but obviously it's, it's an open, um, you know, competition going into training camp, and of course the third guy will leave that name alone for the time being, but he's in that open competition. Not too not too uh, worried about him taking a job from anybody or anything, but mm, um, My teenager might lose out to be Waterboy. Wouldn't that be something, huh? <laughs> That's about the only thing he will lose out to, right? That's about wow. it. The other, you know, obviously multiple good reasons to be encouraged about Teddy Bridgewater. And I, I'm going to continue to apologize that I, 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 I just think the way I approached the last show was just, I could have done more research on him. I could have done more. And I do, I, I just, 
I did extensive research, but I think I still could have done more. And I I do feel bad about it. At the same time, there's no guarantee he's going to be the star. But stats alone will tell you he protects. He I mean, year year after year, he protected the ball better than he did the previous year. You go from 12 interceptions to 8 to 4. Obviously, the touchdowns just exploded. You know, they went from 14 to 27 to 31. Again, it's college versus NFL. You know, translate it translates sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. It was a pro-style offense, which obviously does get the quarterback NFL ready versus, you know, other other offenses in college <laughs> that they like to use. Some, some of that trick stuff that they like to use that doesn't really translate to the NFL, a la wishbone and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, the accuracy increased every year as well in Louisville. Well, Again, I think one of the big mm-hmm. things, too, is mm-hmm. who we had at wide receiver. Yeah, you say, oh, he didn't play as good of defense as well. You can still play bad against bad defense. Is that, yeah. That's quite obvious. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect him to tear up the bad defenses, which he did. So, you know, and look at his wide receiver core. He didn't have great wide receivers. Now he steps into a lineup with Jarius Wright, who is really emerging, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Turner even said, wow, look at that kid's hands. There you go, Joey. <laughs> uh, I'm happy Jerome, about that. Yep, go ahead. Jerome Simpson, he's uh, athletic. He's been playing each or better each year that he's been here, surprisingly. I'm like, I'm not going to give him all the props in the world, but he has been playing better. Uh, mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson. Young superstar who's being recognized on the NFL's uh, Facebook page, and then Greg Jennings, longtime mentor. Very exciting. Yeah, I mean that, that's a lot of tools to work with, and of course, as we all like to call him, the best running back in the NFL. To go along with that, that definitely can't hurt. Again, we're not sure how we're not sure where Adrian's career will be in the next year or two. As sad as that sounds, because we all know what the age of thirty means to running backs. Some guys keep going for longer and they stay good, a la Emmett Smith in Arizona for a while. Some guys just peter out, um, a la Sean Alexander, who was like an MVP one year and nothing the next. That was really a shame. Adrian's work ethic tells me he will last. The ACL part is the one thing that could hinder him. You just don't know. I mean, it, it can come back. So fold your hands and pray there. But the weapons for Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. He has a chance to have a lot of success with the Minnesota Vikings. And, whew, I mean, I'm I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad we have a quarterback of the future here. Got to think his chance is much stronger than, than what Christian Ponder ever brought. And the good news, again, certainly not a reach of 32, is he? Oh, definitely not. Um, yeah, Brandon Whedon joke. Love it. What's that? I said, was that a Brandon Whedon joke? Oh, no, definitely not a reach like uh, Christian Ponder, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I thought you said 30. So I thought Brandon Whedon, because that was quite a reach, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was really dumb. I mean, Cleveland, at least they finally uh, at least they finally got lucky, I suppose. They were able to trade up. And talks were that the Vikings were the other team trying to trade up. I forget who, who they even traded with, and it doesn't matter. It's been two months. <laughs> But, you know, trying to trade up for that 21st pick to get Johnny Manziel. Cleveland ended up winning that battle. And, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> it was uh, Philadelphia for the 22nd pick. This is the okay. third straight uh, time that the Browns have taken a quarterback at 22nd. Mm-hmm. And the oh, last oh. two, as we know, one of them's in Dallas. 
Oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, good job. Good job, Cleveland. Good job. Well, hopefully for their sake, they get lucky. Vince Germano, if he is listening, co-host of Showtime and T-Wolves and has been on Timberwolves Explosion and a great friend of mine from Melbourne, Australia. That's his team right there. That's his club of Cleveland Browns. So <laughs> I do wish them success because that franchise has really, really struggled since being like re-reborn back in the league. Don't you love Cleveland, Sebastian, don't you? <laughs> I, they kicked our butts when they came here. I know that. I was at that game. But I can honestly say one thing to all the Ponder fans, because there are some, don't get me wrong, there's some that think he was treated unfair. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. He had an okay offensive line who put up the best yards for a running back, uh, second best, I should probably say. He had no talent at wide receiver receiver so that is not his fault but you know everyone says that lack of weapons lack of weapons lack of weapons i was watching hard knocks back when i was like i don't know 14 15 when i first started there's a famous quote that this coach said this qb said well what do i got out there a bunch of bs and he goes (laughs) supposed to make that bs look like diamonds out there and i think that's how it should look is if you got bad wide receivers you're supposed to make your wide receivers look really good like Teddy Bridgewater did in Louisville. He made his receivers look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you can make something out of nothing, you must be pretty damn good. Exactly. That's a good sign. I mean, I mean, Brett Favre made his receivers better too, and I'm not comparing Teddy to Brett Favre, but at the same time, he hey, let he's got, he, huh? Huh? He's got a similar receiver as Brett Favre did Greg Jennings. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And, of course, the great quarterbacks lead the receivers – to the play. They lead the receivers to the play rather than away from the play where the receiver has to turn around to catch the ball or God knows the ball's just thrown somewhere totally uncatchable. But when yeah. you lead a receiver to the play, that's that's what the great quarterbacks do. You know, you you lead them open. They might not even be open until they catch the ball. Oh, now right. he's open. And now he's really open. <laughs> that's well, what now that's what Aaron Rodgers does too so well is he fits yep. into small little gaps. And I hate Aaron Rodgers with my life, but he does a good job at what he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a cocky SOB. But, yeah, no, he is really good at what he does without a doubt. And, of course, Anthony Barr, ninth over all pick, just uh, mentioning exactly where he was taken. The son of a gun, right? But uh, the Vikings didn't have a pick until the third round because of the trade-up for Teddy Bridgewater. They, uh, well, go for depth of the defensive line, maybe – Maybe more. <laughs> Third round, eighth pick, 72 overall, defensive end Scott Crichton. Well, hoping for the best there. What uh, Do you have anything on Crichton at all? Yeah, uh, I think this is a pure Zimmer move. You look at his stature, you look at his agility, you look at who he is. This mm-hmm. just screams uh, Mike Zimmer right here and what he made in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. If you remember right, what he did in Cleveland was he had a whole bunch of good defensive ends and he would swap them out, and they were all about equal, and they would just tear up that offensive line because they were healthy and fresh and brand new into the game, and they'd get their water breaks and whatever else, but it worked for them. I think that's why it's a great move getting rid of Jared Allen. We have somebody younger, isn't yeah. Everett Griffin. Granted, he's not proved himself for the money he's got paid, but he's got the confidence to do it, and I believe in him. If you line him up with Jarek McKinnon, 
you know, right behind him, say, hey, you know, you could be two or three downs and work him into that. And Brian Robeson, you can't, it's like a no-fail system compared to what we had. And I saw this Facebook comment uh, today, actually, saying the Vikings are going to be worse this year because it was like the post about us being 3-13 and 13 this year that uh, Vegas has. Yeah. And I, how are the Vikings going to be worse than what we had? We got three defensive corners in free agency. Yeah. Actually, while we were doing one show, we got Linville Joseph, and mm. he goes, well, we got rid of Jared Allen. Like, that's one player. Yeah. Who's also old. Yes, who's on the downtrend. And it was quite evident last year, too. And, yeah, very good point about the whole rotation. Keep them coming. You know, energy. You know, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, that that's a really that's a really cool point. And that's, I think, as long as the players are willing to work with that and they damn well better is, you know, I mean, some of the best defensive end, well, statistically we'll call them, the guys that get the most sacks generally don't play every down. You know, they don't play every snap. They might play half or even sometimes less, like KGB years ago in uh, Green Bay. He would rack up the sacks like no tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, great point. Let's get that pass rush going, you know, 100%. Attack that quarterback. Maybe even, again, tackle the quarter or the running back for a loss, something like that. Kill that screen play, you know. Well, want to know what I'm most excited about in this draft, Joey? Mm-hmm. Us addressing, we got a corner who's going to play safety. He's going to be, you know, obviously fight for the spot. But I'm going to go to those preseason games and be there live so I can just see how this play is breaking down. And I'm going to sit at the top so I can look down and see everything. And I know how people are like, oh, you want to sit at the bottom. No, you want to sit at the top so you can see everything develop. Well, I also love Jarek McKinnon running back uh, yes. um Georgia Southern or Georgia Tech, one of those two small Georgia schools. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was funny on uh, Paul Southern, Allen. Southern, asked, yep. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Turner, you know, are we going to see Jarek McKinnon go under center and do a wishbone? <laughs> and honestly, hey, he can throw the ball. I'm not going to discount that at all. You want to uh-huh. defense, put a running back at quarterback, and they're going to be like, well, where's Teddy? Oh, wait a second. He's getting a drink of water so he can re- rest his arm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, he threw four touchdown passes last year. Seven, seven in, uh, in uh, you know, 12, 13, we'll call it 2012, 2012. That would be his junior year, of course. This, Jarek McKinnon, yeah, and I was hoping the Minnesota Vikings would take a running back in this draft for multiple reasons. Obviously, Adrian's getting older. You lost Toby Gerhardt. Why the hell not take a running back? And if you get somebody that can play, hey, who knows? I mean, who knows? <laughs> Running backs age very quickly in this league, like I talked about too many times earlier, and I don't want to go over that too many times more. Uh, this guy could be a steal. He's he's short, but, boy, he's got a lot of power. 1,800 yards as a junior, 20 touchdowns, 20 touchdowns. Last year, cut in half down about ten, uh, about 1,000 and a, uh, 1,050, and 12 touchdowns last year. Missed a few games, though, unfortunately. Missed four games with Georgia Southern last year as a senior, but boy, uh, that may be why his draft position dropped a little bit. I do like the Vikings addressing the running back position here. Some people didn't so much because of, uh, I believe, on other shows out there, because of um, you know they want to see somebody, they want to see more Matt Asiata or uh, Randall out there. <laughs> you know, one of the uh, training camp inventees the past few years who's got a chance at the practice squad or third third running back. Uh, this McKinnon kid can play football. He, he's a football player. He can do a lot of different things. I'm, well, I'm excited. I think, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like, uh, I think it's one of these things, like, if you remember back uh, when Adrian Peterson was drafted, we said, wait, hold on a second, but we got Chester Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's not about yes. what you need at that point. It's about, oh, my God, look who's here and sitting in our lap. We got to take this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we did more scouting than anybody else on this guy for him to sit right in our lap at that spot. And he's a multiple threat. He can yeah. catch. He played wide receiver. He can return if Cordero Patterson needs a break. He can run if he needs to, and he can play quarterback. God knows he could probably kick the ball too. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I remember Dante, or excuse me, Randall Cunningham. Dante Cunningham. I'm getting that mixed up because of basketball, I guess, there. I uh, apologize there. <laughs> um, yeah, God knows what he could do. What, what's what's next, you know? What's next? He could be a cornerback or something. No, I'm kidding. But no, I'm very excited about that pick. It's a, it's a. I think it's a win-win move right there, with without a doubt. I'd be stunned if it's not. To be quite honest with you, hopefully we don't get an indecent surprise like we have in other picks in the past. Generally, we tend to draft pretty well though when we take running backs most of the time, except for old Wizenator there. Uh, <laughs> um, nice. Uh, another very. Pretty nice move. Now, by the way, Jarek McKinnon was the final pick of the third round, 96th overall. We slide down to fifth because the fourth round pick was part of the uh, Bridgewater trade. Yep, David Yankee. A lot of people like him, too. Fifth pick in the fifth round. Offensive line, of course. You like what you see so far? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, of course. I I don't know why he slipped so far. He was going second round, maybe late first, on a lot of people's draft boards that I saw. I saw him creeping up in there. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Or have been saying, yeah. Well, you know, we could take an offensive lineman that early. Fusco hasn't proved himself. Charlie Mm -hmm. Johnson, in my opinion, absolutely horrible. He's like Bryant McKinney. (laughs) Underachieving, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, I don't know, you can't go wrong with trying to draft somebody and build them up, I guess. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's like a value pick, which David Yankee is, and I'm all about filling those uh, filling spots in the offensive line because I'm not all too sold on, obviously, yeah, Fusco, like you said, right? And uh, Joe, oh. Joe Berger's okay. Yeah, Fusco, yeah, you know. I'm not all the way in on that one. Yep, I mean, most of the offensive line, even... Oh, yeah, Charlie Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, guys like that, obviously. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with, with taking a player like that, especially value. I think that's definitely a good one. Antoine Exum, yeah, he's kind of an intriguing one, isn't he? Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I think one thing, too, with uh, quickly on the offensive linemen, yeah. it's one of those things is we are notorious for getting our offensive linemen hurt. Absolutely notorious. Mm-hmm. So... If we can have one that can shift around a couple spots, I'm quite happy. Now, Antoine Axel, this guy is going to take the world by storm if he can play safety. He's got enough speed. Mm -hmm. He's got okay hands. He doesn't specialize in only hitting. Thank God, Jamarcus Sanford, get off my team. (laughs) But, no, I think Mr. Raymond's definitely in the running for that spot, though. Mm. Still got a chance for a a safety spot, even starting? Mr. Raymond? It's a new coach. It's a new era. Uh, I don't know what he's doing at minicamp. He could know this playback or playbook uh, front to back, and he could be a quick study and be able to surprise the world. I mean, we've seen more bizarre things on the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you never do know. I mean, guys like Stanford, who went from nothing to a 
a decent player for a little while there. Uh, we, I mean, we, yeah, we've seen guys literally come back from the dead before. I mean, you know, Benny Sapp too. I mean, he was really good for a little while there. Uh, really worked his ass off to be like a starter one year. I couldn't believe it. And he was actually solid. Exum, yeah, he's another one of those, uh, I don't want to, you know, remember how Cedric Griffin before the ACL injuries, how he was an intriguing, like cornerback safety type of player. And he looked promising for a while, so we'll see. I mean, Exum's sixth pick in the sixth round, 182nd overall out of VT. That's right, VT. Yes, yes, Virginia Tech, of course. <laughs> I had to say it. Well, but... I, think mm-hmm. I think that's one reason I love preseason games, and I love that yeah. the amount of them that are because, you know, we get our starters out of the way. You know, let's say we start Harrison Smith and Jamarcus Sanford back there. They get out of the way, you know, mm. first or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's got orders to develop. That's a lot of football. I don't care if it's starters or not. You know, pace of the game is pace of the game. And even backups know the pace of the game, and they're going to try to pick up the pace. And I know Zimmer, and he's probably going to be screaming down on the field. So I've seen hard knocks. I've seen what he does even in preseason games. He's out there treating it just like it's a fourth quarter and we got to come back by 10. He's as serious as it gets out there. Yeah, he is fun. You know, it's it's going to be fun to watch, and I agree with you on preseason. It's going to be fun to see these guys compete for the job. Um, dare I break it down some more as we head like, later into the, uh, well, only two weeks later. Uh, another corner cornerback was taken, Kendall James, sixth round, of course, eighth pick overall. So, yeah, another cornerback. Vikings really, really addressing that secondary in the draft and in free agency this uh, this this off season. Well, I think it's bad when you get down to just Jamar or Marcus Sherrill's, who yeah. is our punt list at cornerback, and he was. If you remember right, he during the Carolina game was our number two cornerback. Yep. <laughs> Jamarcus or uh, Marcus Sherrill, guy, literally made the practice squad two years in a row. Made our team through the preseason, and he was a return specialist and has made his way up the team since. There's no way he should be a number two corner. He's not a corner. He's a return guy only. Please <laughs> sit down on the bench type of thing. Yeah, like an emergency guy, right? I mean, and he was, yeah, and it got to a point where it's like, well, at least he's in there inst- <laughs> instead of uh, Chris Cook. I almost forgot his name. That's how much I wanted to forget him. Tried to block him out. That's how bad Chris Cook was. Oh, at least Marcus Sherrill's is in there. Oh, so yeah, a lot of these depth moves. Not not disagreeing with them at all. I mean, very nice to have. You never know. Maybe one or two of them end up being good. Exum could be something special. We shall see. Uh, defensive tackle Shamar Shamar Steven, linebacker Brandon Watts, and another cornerback Jabari Price, all taken in the seventh round, fifth, eighth, and tenth respectively. Seven, 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 <laughs> three seventh round picks. Usually depth moves, uh, special teams, possibly. Who knows? Uh, defensive tackle. I mean, you never know. I've never really seen a. I'm yet to see a uh, with the Vikings the last at least the last few years a seventh round uh, defensive tackle do much, but you never know. Linebackers sometimes become nice as special teams guys, along with cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I thought Fred Evans was seven round. Yeah, I think I think you could be right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he it, it was a little while ago, but yeah, you could be right. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do never know, and I do like him. For some reason, not everybody does. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> um, 
overall a pretty good draft by the Vikings, and I'm not somebody that that, that you'd consider a homer is all just like, yeah, you know, Vikings did a good draft no matter what it was. It could have the worst draft ever. But, and, yes, Fred Evans was a seventh-round pick in 2006 by the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, good good call there. Good call. Good call. Thank you, Madden. Mm-hmm. Good, good call there. Yep. <laughs> no, um... Uh, this this is this does have the looks of a pretty damn good draft. Hopefully, it does indeed work out as such. Uh, Mister Spielman has struggled taking cornerbacks until until Xavier Rhodes. So hopefully, the the tide has been turned here and we uh, have made some good picks in the secondary. We uh, obviously safety we came out good with Harrison Smith, with others in the last seven years or so. Eh, <laughs> hit and miss. At times, like Jamarcus Samford, well, you know, we'll leave that alone. Not a bad draft. Um, do you have a letter grade? <laughs> Dare I ask? Sorry for throwing that curveball at you. No, I definitely do. I've, you know, reevaluated this. I was on top of the draft class really all year, and that's pretty much why you invite me to do the show is just because oh, yeah. I've been on top of it. Mm-hmm. I would honestly give us an A-. minus. I would say mm-hmm. the quarterback, but, you know, hey. <laughs> He's doing good in uh, minicamp. Coach Turner said he's moving along much further than uh, any of his other rookie quarterbacks have ever done, which is saying a lot because look at who he's coached. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a few. Yeah, so, I mean, like he said, Castle's doing really well, which yep. to be expected is, you know, North Turner was already high on him, so if, you know, North Turner gives you his stamp, you better be damn good. I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> Yep, and I'll, I'll go with a B-plus so far because, it, you know, I mean, I need to learn more about some of these guys. I'm going to be honest about it. Some of them, obviously, fifth round, sixth round, all that stuff. The Vikings have had a lot of success taking offensive linemen late in the draft. Like, not all of them, mind you. Not all of them. But, uh, like, uh, Jaguar, I, I I was surprised he didn't work out as well as he did. Uh, Chris, Chris Jaguar, such a big guy, but he just, I don't know, nothing really came out of him. Obviously, you've had Sullivan, you've had Burke, you've had others taken in the sixth round that have worked out fairly well. Yankee, I think, could join that uh, late-round draft class for the Minnesota Vikings over the past 10 years, 10-plus 10 years. Obviously, Matt Burke was a long time ago already. So, yeah, very uh, very intrigued, intrigued by this draft. Teddy Bridgewater, certainly no guarantee, but I all indications are he has special skills. Christian Ponder had zero special skills, and unfortunately, most of us kind of knew it right away. <laughs> that was, didn't we? Though I mean, it's not like he—it's not like we knew he sucked right away. It's just that. But what is he good at, though? And yeah, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. We said, okay, well, we don't know a lot about him. He's from Florida State. He's one of the smart guys, actually, probably on the face of the earth. I'm not going to real smart. Yeah, but. When it comes to football IQ, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't there. You know, you could be the smartest guy ever and still look pretty dumb on a football field, unfortunately. And that's too bad, considering that was supposed to be his profession. Son of a gun. Oh, that was pretty cold right there. Yeah, that was mean, wasn't it? Oh, I had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that he could be traded, so I'm in like, you know. I'm, like, I'm sure it's well or off, and... You know, kind of an afterthought, but Green Bay, if if you want him, I'm sure we can give you a water boys. That'd be nice. Yeah, we could, we could use a few right now, huh? No, 
Oh, oh boy. So with that, um, I guess we'll wrap up the draft. Any final thoughts you may have on that? I would just say that this one was a Norv Turner, uh, Mike mm. Zimmer type of draft. Sure. I'm sure they called most of the shots. It sure looks like it, doesn't it? Except for the fact, uh, what's <laughs> I could, you know, the Spielman factor is definitely trading up in the first round, <laughs> right? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. well, we're the only <laughs> ever to have ten first round picks in the last three years, so I'll take it. And we've we are two for two in trading up. They have been pretty much the best players in the draft back to back times. We'll hope. Well, let's see if it's back to back to back, and that would be. Amazing, because this is a quarterback position this time. Um, you go from, you get the safety, Harrison Smith ends up being pretty much the best player out of the 2012 draft, the 2013 draft. Sharif Floyd looked okay. Xavier Rhodes, but I mean, obviously very incomplete. Xavier Rhodes, later in the year, looked very promising after a oh, yeah. crummy start. Cordell Patterson, okay, yeah. <laughs> looks look, Looks like a steal beyond steals. So, well, let's hope Teddy Bridgewater is joining in the uh, late first round trade up class here. Let's, uh, I really hope that's exactly where we're headed. Well, and even if he doesn't work out, I could probably put my money on the bank or Antoine Exum taking a couple back to the house. We shall see. It, it could happen. It could happen. Yep. So get ready. Yep. Exum, not. <laughs> Not quite like the basketball player that was taken fifth overall by the Utah Jazz, but uh, yeah, I don't think this this Exum's from Australia, but uh, no. <laughs> but maybe he will be an intriguing player for the Vikings long term. We shall see indeed, and I can't wait to watch come preseason and beyond. Preseason obviously will be the first long playing time we'll see out of Exum rather than the regular season, so looking forward to that. Let's take a quick break, see if there is something of the contact details. I might, I'm might. i going to probably keep that brief on this show because a lot of it's from a while ago, and Facebook has made a big mess of uh, Facebook pages. I don't even know where I'm going on these things anymore. So with that, we'll be right back to get to the fan interaction segment. Hey, it's hot, it's humid, it's summertime. Nothing is more refreshing this time of year than Halcyon Weed Ale, brewed by Tallgrass from Manhattan, Kansas. Their 8-Bit Pale Ale is my personal favorite and the official beer of this podcast. There is nothing cooler than seeing Pac-Man licking his chops on this amazing can and even better beer. Check out the many other wonderful beers Tallgrass offers on their website at www.tallgrassbeer.com. Check out their beer locator to see what's available in your area. You can follow Tallgrass on Twitter at TallgrassMN and find them on Facebook. Simply search Tallgrass Minnesota. Bringing people together over a beer since 2007. this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com 
and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. Great to have you back on board. It is time for the fan interactions segment, if I can say it correctly, right? So, uh, ultimately, the Facebook page, which you heard in the contact details, that's how you get there. Very simple. Don't forget to call in, by the way, doggone it. But do keep it brief, though. We're going to probably cut that down to one minute. Just letting you guys get know about that update. We're going to probably cut calls down to one minute to keep the show more sharp. That would, I think, be a good idea. Uh, when we let things run long, we tend to jump off topic, and that's not good. So it's just not as good. We don't want the listeners to kind of lose track. People's attention spans are not what they used to be, including my own. So anyhow, you did just hear an ad from Telegrass, didn't you? Well, guess what? Our great buddy out of Iowa posted his own review <laughs> of Tallgrass's Velvet Rooster, which may be the most unique of all the beers they make. It's not my favorite one. 8-Bit, of course, is, as you heard. But uh, but Velvet Rooster, the uh, the Belgian triple, <laughs> he, very cool. He was kind enough to post and do an extensive review about that one. Do check it out, indeed. Too long for me to read it on air, per se. But other than, I guess, uh, he was saying how... How did he say it? Uh, well, uh, he said it. he basically really did enjoy it, without a doubt, and that it was uh, quite unique. So do check check it out, indeed. I didn't even know where to go because it's too long. I didn't want to dig too far. But um, it's not too long to read it yourself, but probably too long for me to read it on air. Chad Greenway... Mentioned also by Mark Carlson saying, what's up with Chad Greenway? I just saw a news blurb. And, yeah, I mean, Chad Greenway saved some people in Lake Minnetonka. How about that? Bears fans. Is that what they were? Yep. Oh, that figures. Well, they're going to be Viking fans now after that, right? He said no. He said in the interview that he'll respect Chad Greenway, but he's a Bears fan until he dies. Oh, that's funny. Well, but then again, I suppose. I mean, even if Brian Urlacher saved me, I'd probably say he'll be a Viking fan, huh? <laughs> well, thank God he's retired, so we don't got to keep facing him. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'm going to try to briefly get into uh, the review here anyway, just because, I mean, there isn't going to be too much interaction right now, even though I know a lot of people posted, but, you know, it's been so long between the last two shows. I don't want to go too crazy here. Uh, again, for the sake of time and for the sake of sharpness of the show. But uh, Mark Carlson is saying, for today's review, I have a Velvet Rooster in a one-pint can purchased as a four-pack. It's labeled as a triple ale, or triple ale, I guess they call it, Belgian style. I guess I said triple. Triple means strong pale ale. Strong meaning a heavy gravity beer with high alcohol content. According to the label, it's 8.5%. And, folks, that is high for beer. It is my experience that when the alcohol goes up, the flavor goes down. I could give examples, but trust me on this one. This beer is not in that category. I found it to be 
light in my body, but full flavored, not sharp, not leaving a bitter aftertaste. I enjoyed my velvet rooster after mowing the grass on a hot day. Yeah, I mean, and he's saying, yes, do do use a glass. Yes, because on this one, as I'll wrap it up here, on this beer, it's important that you let it breathe, which means you pour it and then kind of let it fizz for a little bit. You don't just like pour it and drink it right away. You have to let it fizz for a few minutes. It's a different, it's just, for whatever reason, it just brings out the flavor better. And I have noticed it. I've tried it myself, compared it a little bit. It tastes it tastes better when you let it breathe. So very important right there. Thank you again, Mark Carlson. Um, apologize I didn't get around to this sooner. Obviously, didn't release the show. I was like thinking, now whatever happened to that uh, release? And there it was. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Brent Jacobson saying, I still want to get this shirt. It says, purple and gold till I'm dead and cold. So it sounds like a lot like the bear stands that were rescued by Chad Greenway, huh? Oh, yeah. It's funny. So there you go. So if we were rescued by Brian Urlacher, that's about what we would have told him. Uh, Brent Jacobson again said he was posting, uh, or he posted a Bleacher Report talking about uh, Bridgewater taking virtual rips with Madden. So there you go. That would be on the uh, on the video game. It's it's always fun to check that kind of stuff out. Don't we all kind of do that? Hell yeah. I mean, I've watched all of those videos, obviously, since I have to follow the page, too. Yeah. But, no, that's a great one to watch. I think one of the things with that, though, is if you're ever playing Madden, Watch your wide receivers. They all break at the exact same time. No matter what. Depthness, whatever. You know, you can have a guy slanting over the middle. You can have a guy taking a left, taking a right. They will all break at the exact same time. Want to know why? Because it's a computer video game. They haven't fixed it yet. And uh, I'm just going to give a shout-out to 2K Sports here. 2K Sports and their uh, whatever game they did, the Legends or whatever. They got it right. All their players broke at the different times, and you could actually make reads. That's what NFL quarterbacks read is when the players are breaking at certain times. Those are windows. Those are opportunities. So when you're sitting in Madden, you're sitting there for like 10 minutes. You're like, oh, my God, I can't get rid of the ball, and you get sacked. Mm-hmm. And your quarterback's injured. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I mean, Yeah. I, I hear you there. I, I can't comment too much, I'm going to be honest, but I, I do hear you there a bit. I do like 2K more, yes, more than EA, without a doubt. Um, yeah, congratulations. I mean, Sega gets the job done. I do highly agree with that. That's what 2K is made by Sega. Um, I was mentioning in a post that all the Vikings draftees are now signed, sealed, and delivered, so we, we got a few replies there. Robin Sullivan saying, and, and hope for a better season. Brett McCarthy says, I... Uh, here we are talking to Kevin Williams. Is this true? And unfortunately, no, he has moved on. Unfortunately. Seems they all go to the same team, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? All of them, don't they? Oh, my God. It's just brutal to watch, too. Mm, it's frustrating. Luckily, the draft pick when uh, Teddy Bridgewater, if it works out, well, I'll know where it came from. So we'll get a little bit of, we, we may get some serious revenge long term. We We hope. A familiar guy. I'm not sure I know him, though. His name is this Sebastian guy. He says, uh, okay, sorry. He says, yes, it is. That would make for a scary, fresh, versatile defense if the DBs pull it together. Yes, yes. Brett oh, McCarthy. 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Is you know, if you can keep that line fresh, keep them rotating, you're good. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope so. I hope so. That's definitely the big. That's definitely in the plan here. Apparently, with uh, Mr. Zimmer, and I, I like the way, he, I like the way he thinks. That's smart. Very smart. Why, why, why overplay people? Doesn't make sense. Uh, Brett McCarthy says he belongs here, but yeah, unfortunately, we all know what happened. Robin Sullivan saying it's definitely going to be interesting. I can't wait. Dave Hickey saying, I can't wait till the season. We are going to be so explosive with Nora's new offense and all our weapons and defense and, and on defense with Coach Zim's defensive teaching, pass rushers a plenty, getting after the quarterback, causing turnovers. The sky's the limit for this team when this team is put together about the time we move into our move into the new stadium in 2016. Then we represent the Super Bowl at home in 2018. Skull Vikings. Yes. Okay, can I can I do this right now quickly? Mm, yep, what's that? Gold star Dave Hickey. Yes, yep. <laughs> yeah, he gets the gold star again, doesn't he? Yep, after getting the gold star of the year award for 2013, the poster of the year. There it is, yep. Gold star, gold star. And there is that song yet again. <laughs> the gold star theme song yet again for Dave Hickey. All right, so that will wrap up the Facebook page for now. Again, I apologize if I didn't get to everybody. Just kind of have to move on because some of the posts are old. And I do apologize I hadn't been as active, but it is the dry time of the year. And, of course, I've been busy as you-know-what with two jobs, like I've mentioned 17 times on this show. Not trying to whine and complain, just saying it's tough. Tough to keep up, but I will be keeping up more as as I can. And, of course, as we get closer and closer to, well, the preseason and training camp, you know, I gotta keep up. Gotta, gotta, gotta do it. Damn it, gotta do it. So, uh, with Twitter, a lot of these are pretty. Uh, a lot of these are a couple months old. So I'm gonna leave that for the time being. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that old. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone for the time being. They're about two months ago. So I'm just gonna kind of leave it alone for now. Just let it, talking about some people. They want to check out the show. So do appreciate it. Behind Skull. Hopefully you're listening right now and hopefully you have indeed enjoyed it yes sir really appreciate every one of you out there and i and i want you to know that and if you also if you could tell a friend that'd be appreciated as well well one thing that they should do right now is go on to um the website uh mm-hmm. the com. Mm-hmm. leave a good comment or even go on to i can't even i'm blank in the apple store wherever it's called yeah, iTunes. Yep. So iTunes, go on that. Leave a good comment. Rate us a five star. We're trying our best here. Mm-hmm. Mean a lot to both of us to get a five, get get a couple of five stars and a good compliments because mm-hmm. it's hard work to put these shows together. It is. Yep, and we really enjoy doing it too. At the same time, yeah, and yeah, it it is the hard. Yep, there is stuff we there is some effort we need to put into this, and I really appreciate all the effort you've given to this show, Sebastian. Really do appreciate it indeed. Very happy you've uh, joined me for the third show in a row, and there will be many more in the future, for those of you out there wondering. Sebastian will be on quite a bit. There will be some solo shows at times, obviously because of schedules, and sometimes sometimes I like to go solo, but I'm really enjoying doing this show with you as well, though. So, <laughs> And uh, Dylan will make a return due to tradition with the uh, preview, season preview. That's usually like late August, something like that, uh, like a week or two before the regular season. Maybe that'll be a three three way show. That'd be or, fun. 
Yeah, that's possible. That might be where it'll head. I, I'm not sure though. We'll 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 see what happens. So, uh, two Viking fans, one Bear fan. Yep, yep. That's that's where it gets interesting. Yep, the NFC NFC North preview, NFL preview, pick of who the Super Bowl is. But then again, that's about another couple months away. So, those of you out there, get out there, enjoy your summer. Doggone it, <laughs> enjoy your summer with your Halcyon or whatever. You know, yeah, from from tall grass to cool off or. Maybe you just want to have 8-Bit instead of uh, the wheat beer, but there you go. just want to always thank Tallgrass for sponsoring this show and the other shows that I do. And um, don't forget to click on that big black button on uh, on thesportstuff.com for Amazon as well when you simply go shop on Amazon after that. Thank you all for listening. We should be back fairly soon, but not right away. Probably right before training camp, I will be uh, doing a some type of positional breakdown like I like to do most of the time in mid to late July. I like to do that maybe a week before training camp or, heck, maybe even a week into training camp. That's just kind of how I roll. Hey, if we can get rid of Ponder, I'll personally do a special. That would be, yeah, that might be one of them. (laughs) But then again, let's uh, let's make him a non-factor. Maybe that'll be better, huh, at at this point. Let's, let's, Let's try to shove him way down at the bottom, right? Well, it, it is an open competition at quarterback, supposedly. So, Ooh. Ooh. enter in the horror music. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Oh boy. So <laughs> you never know. But then again, maybe if let's just say if Christian Ponder somehow becomes a starting quarterback, that might mean Norv Turner is the biggest genius ever. <laughs> oh, I could just imagine the scariness of that. So. Again, thank you very much for joining me, Sebastian, and we will be back to talk about the Minnesota Vikings sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm.